0: You're listening to Consider This, episode 274, for November the 25th, 2019. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are. There ain't no place like this place, anywhere near this place, so this must be the... podcast. This must be the award-winning Consider This And I must be Doug Payton, your host and chief opinionator. If you want to get your voice in this place, come to the website considerthis.ctpodcasting.com and find out all the countless ways to get in touch. And by countless, I mean I haven't counted them. But there are a lot of them. That's CT, as in counting things. Chick-fil-A lays an egg. A good deed is punished. And identifying as... Whatever you want, that's coming up. Just a programming note, since we're coming up to the Christmas season, this place will seem emptier than usual in the coming weeks. I won't have an episode after Thanksgiving, and probably just a few through the end of the year. However, the website will still be up, and you can use the date and topic selections there to listen to episodes from the past by whenever and whatever you want. Again, that's at considerthis.ctpodcasting.com. That's CT as in Christmas time. We didn't invent the chicken, just the chicken sandwich. So goes the motto of Chick fil A. But lately it sounds like that could be changed to We didn't invent the rage mob, we just caved into them. Here's the deal. The LGBTQ community has been attacking Chick-fil-A for a good long time because its owner gave money to organizations that support, among other things, traditional marriage. Often these organizations were Christian in nature, so it should come as no surprise that those organizations actually upheld traditional Christian teachings. The LGBTQ community declared Chick-fil-A homophobic and transphobic, but I don't think those words mean what they think they mean. First of all, Chick-fil-A does not do this type of discrimination in hiring. Neither does the Salvation Army. I know this because I grew up in the Salvation Army. This is one of those companies that they are upset about. And they don't discriminate either in that way or regarding whom they offer their services to. I will say that they are a little pickier when it comes to people who will be specifically representing the Army's beliefs. Just like a global warming group wouldn't be required to hire a climate skeptic to go on a speaking tour for them. Both hire from LGBTQ people and both serve LGBTQ people. So please explain how either is phobic in any way. Now, what they mean by phobic is that the owner of Chick-fil-A spends his own money in his own way promoting causes that he agrees with, you know, just like everyone else or that a Christian organization espouses Christian values that have been agreed on for over 2,000 years. So their description of what is phobic is a redefinition, which is what they do, as with the term man and woman. But Chick-fil-A is not without blame in this. Listener Oksana, commenting on a post in the Facebook group, wondered why they felt the need to publicize this move if not to appease the rage mob. Some are coming to Chick-fil-A's defense saying that a multi-year donation plan had been ending and that they were shifting priorities. Fair enough, but two things. First, President and Chief Operating Officer Tim Tasopoulos said, There's no question we know that, as we go into new markets, we need to be clear about who we are. There are lots of articles and newscasts about Chick-fil-A and... We thought we needed to be clear about our message, close quote. Wasn't Chick-fil-A already pretty clear about saying who they were? That's what the rage mob has been raging about. Chick-fil-A's been getting into new markets for decades. Why the need for a change now? This suggests some other explanation rather than a coincidental contract ending. Second, Tassopolis also said they wanted to concentrate on three issues. Education, homelessness, and hunger. But on the homelessness and hunger fronts, at least, the Salvation Army is one of the leaders in combating them. How in the world does it make sense to cut them out of giving to deal with those issues? Answer? It doesn't. So again, this suggests that there is some other motivation in play. Appeasement of the rage mob is the only other motivation I can see, and even that is not working. Right after this announcement, Glad said, nope, not enough. Instead, Chick-fil-A must, quote, unequivocally speak out against the anti-LGBTQ reputation that their brand represents, quote. As I said, it's an entirely undeserved reputation. But until Chick-fil-A gives full-on approval of the LGBTQ agenda, this mob action will not go away. And as Matt Walsh said, this capitulation will not stop the bleeding because there was no bleeding. Anyone remember Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day back in 2012 to counter the boycotts? And they've continued to grow since then. And yet they got caught up in a lose-lose situation. My wife summed it up best. This came across as pandering to the haters by withdrawing love to the lovers. And they got egg on their face. Hmm. Clearly, the chicken came first then the egg. This is Eric Erickson. You're listening to the 10-minute or less conservative podcast, Consider This. Imagine if your local TV news people used hidden camera recordings to expose illegal activities by a corporation, edited those videos for airing, and then showed them on the 6 o'clock news. Now imagine that corporation suing the news station and winning. That's exactly what has happened to David DeLeden of the Center for Medical Progress. He caught Planned Parenthood lining up buyers for baby parts and admitting to modifying how the abortion was done to get more intact parts. You know, the same fetus that can be killed in some states just before delivery? Well, if that ain't a baby, then presumably the parts wouldn't be of use to anyone. And yet they are. Hmm. But... Mr. DeLeden dared to expose the actions of the left's sacrament of child-killing. No matter the illegality, nothing may be said against it. And finally, the British Universities and Colleges Union, the largest of its kind in the world, came out with an incredible statement about self-identification that just shows where all this is going. They say that a slippery slope argument is a logical fallacy, but not when you can show how far we slip so fast. Quote, our rules commit us to ending all forms of discrimination, bigotry, and stereotyping. UCU has a long history of enabling members to self-identify whether that is being black, disabled, LGBT+, or women. Close quote. Why stop there? How about identifying as a six foot four Olympic basketball player so I can get on the college team? How about a white guy identifying as a black woman so he can get scholarships for minorities? How about Elizabeth Warren identifying as a Native American? Oh, I'm sorry, wait, she already did that. We've descended this particular slope so far, so fast, that groups like this can't pander fast enough. And when they do, They go off the deep end even before the pool's been filled enough. So what do you think? Well, it is insane, but I'm talking about the other stuff. (laughs) I've heard people on both sides of the Chick-fil-A issue defending and condemning, so I'd really like to know where you stand. We can talk about that in the comments on the show notes or the Facebook group. In fact, I first posted articles about these topics on the Facebook group. So read up there before the podcast and maybe get your comments on the show, like Oksana. Or to get in touch with me directly, call 267-CALL-CT-0, 267 225 to get your voice heard here. Or if you prefer typing, write to me at ctpodcasting.com. Or just check out my place on the web, at considerthis.ctpodcasting.com for all those ways and countless more to get in touch. Maybe you could count them for me and let me know. I want to hear your ideas, your opinions, and your thoughts. After all, this is the place to consider this.